Brian and James fuck each other are back for free episodes. This is the one that changes it all, Brian. This is where it all turns around for us. This is when people finally stop and pay attention to us. Yeah. And they say, <laughs> oh, they weren't racist. They, they weren't awful, bitter, ugly people. They actually were very satirical and they actually made very good points. Not. <laughs> Just watched Borat there. Awesome. Love Borat. Watch it at least once a week. Not. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. You came up with the idea of doing the impression, didn't you? You were like, someone should do an impression of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I invented the concept of impressions. Of <laughs> shitty, shitty impressions that only half sound like the people some of the time. You don't have to be good as long as you're loud. That's what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> As long as your stupid loud voice bombasts over the silence, no one can tell the difference. If you're at a party and you do a really loud Borat impression, who cares if anyone else likes it? You like it. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling, James? Good. Good. Yeah. All good. You know, Where are you? I'm in Dublin. I'm in my house in Dublin, my bedroom in Glasnevin. No, you know, it's probably, I don't want to give away my address, but I'm in Glasnevin, so I'll give you that much. If you want to come and find me, you'll have to put the work in yourself. It's like Q-drops. You drop little bits of information and the true fans can slowly That's piece right. together the puzzle of where you live. J-drops. I'm J-dropping all over the place. <laughs> how's, uh, how's Dublin these days with lockdown? Apparently lockdown will not end. No, it doesn't seem to be fucking ending anytime soon. It's actually the weather here the last few days has been very nice. Um, That's what I mean. Have people just been like, fuck lockdown, we're going to take the shirt yeah, off well, and drink be, like, Yeah, a lot of young ones are drinking. and nice. uh, Like I live pretty close to Albert Park, so... At night, I can hear the young people out drinking and laughing. And I kind of like to, you know, just drive around the perimeter of the park, just slowly peeking in through the fence. Just like, oh, yeah, Jesus. You know, that I used to do that myself, you know. I used to drive, you know, hang out in the park with girls in skimpy shorts, laughing, having a good time. I'm Are pretty you? much the same as them. Sure. I'll <laughs> tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll head over to them. They, should they know that I'm good crack? They'll know, like, I'll be, I'll do Anchorman quotes. I'll let them know I'm good crack. And like, you know, I'll have a few cans myself and like, ah, oh, what's the crack boys? You having the laugh? Are you, Jay? What is it? Leaving cert? Leaving cert? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just the cool older guy. Who's this chick? You of age? I don't care. <laughs> We're here to party, man. No, because uh, in your no, head, I you're care. like, I got to protect these people. I've got to protect these beautiful angels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like De Niro in Taxi Driver. It's like, I don't want to make it. Don't you want to get out of here? Do something with your life. Selling your tight little bushy everywhere. And then you act surprised you don't get your, your taxi driver coat. <laughs> you talking to me? Eh? You talking to me? No, please leave me alone. I'm just trying to walk home. You've been following me for 12 minutes. Please. You talking to me? Eh? You talking to me? Oh, God. I don't do that. No, I just be wrong. I, it would be wrong. It would be very, very wrong. So I don't do it. See, on the Patreon uh, episode, we'd be like, yeah, we do it. But on the free episode, I'd be like, no, <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong and it's uh, bad. Yes. It's even worse. No than man bad. can wear one face to himself and another to the world without 
forgetting which is which. Good call. Hawthorne, my friend. <laughs> but yeah. So it seems yeah, like you're having a great time. Lives. We're like double agents. What? Seems like you're having a great time. I'm really not. No, I assure you. It, it, that's just the you know lingering effects of a manic episode. You know, I appear to be in good spirits, but really I'm just in a state of uh, mental disrepair. But you realize you have all the pieces at hand. You have like you're well, in Dublin. You have a cool job. It's really a mindset, James. It's not a cool job, though. Well, I guess it sounds better than it is. It's fine. A lot it's of people do think it sounds... It, but, a lot of people you know, do think fine. that you have an awesome life. Uh, I kind of feel <laughs> yeah. bad without telling them you oh, don't. Oh, God. It's, yeah. Look, no, it actually is a good job, and I'm lucky to have it. But I have to remind myself of that on a near hourly basis whenever I'm in there. It's like, this is a good job. You're lucky to have it. It's a pandemic. You know, you're you're earning enough to live just about. I can afford rent and bills and food. I, you know, I don't really splash out on anything because I can't. But like, the money's not great. The hours are fucking hectic. It can be either really tedious or really stressful. So the best of both worlds. Look, it's a job. A job's a job. You know, you're not meant to like your job, really. And I don't. So just work till you die. Hey, you're you're right. It is a mindset. You know, I can make things better at any moment if I choose to. But I don't. That's the thing. I know what I need to do to better myself. I need to eat right and exercise and lose weight and get healthy and stop drinking and doing drugs and all those things. But you know, and I know that ain't going to happen because it's not in my nature. The good of the frog, the frog is, is not always the good of the scorpion. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. help as well that I'm like, James, be happier. It's a mindset. As if I'm doing any of those things. In fact, I'm living no. much worse life than you. I'm still in college. I'm just re. Like, I'm just like reliving my like. Yeah, I was happy eight years ago when I started college. Let's do it again. You weren't really though, were you? You just were less miserable or less obviously unhappy. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Nobody does. Look, don't worry about it. Nobody does. Did I, did I tell you there's an insurrection in oh. my uh, in my group? In my college group. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're raising money for a women's charity. That's what the treasure hunt was for. Is How there... was the treasure hunt anyway? Was it a success? Nah, barely. A lot, lot, lot of fuckheads don't know how riddles work. And like, I kind of okay. fucked myself over because like, they were like, someone has to be in charge of riddles. And I was like, I'll do it. And they were all like, oh, Brian, riddles is a very difficult job. Like, it's, it, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've maybe, uh, maybe someone else should do it. And I was like, no, I'll do it. I can do it. I can do the riddles. Like, yeah. I could barely do the riddles. <laughs> Uh, what exactly did it entail? Did you have to come up with the riddles? or No, they came up with the riddles. They wouldn't let me come up with them. They came up with the riddles. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How, what did I just you send have to them do, out. Then? I just send them out and deal with the people asking me questions. But like, I kind of okay. fucked up immediately because like if something like you have to run 5K, you get a certain amount Who of riddles. Who came up with that? Who came up with that aspect of it? Run 5K and solve a riddle. Some one of the other girls, but I kind of messed up. It does sound like something one of them would come up with. Uh, So I I think the way it worked is if you ran 4K, you got two riddles, but I accidentally sent out four riddles. And that was was a whole ordeal right there. (laughs) You shut up. It's like an episode of the fucking West Wing. Brian sent out four riddles. Dear God. 
Yeah, everybody's just like walking and talking down corridors. Well, who let Brian be in charge of riddles anyway? He was a diversity hire, sir. He was wearing glasses. We had to take him on board. So that was the He's first strike. Carlo. <laughs> Right, that okay. was the first strike against me. I was like, oh, fuck, they're all going to think I'm an idiot now. I got, I can't mess up this time. I got to keep going. And then your redemption. So then like it was going OK. I was dealing with all the people and people were like giving me the weirdest answers. Like one answer. OK, what's in the middle of Tokyo? Uh, to- Think about this oh, now. What's in the okay. middle of Tokyo? K. All right. OK. OK. Yeah, that's the answer. All right. Yeah, K, K, yeah. You answer it. You get the next one. People were just giving me like, oh, mountains. Oh <laughs> yeah, people were sending me like like those like actual like locations like oh this mountain or this river and I was like uh I don't really know what to do here because they ran the K like they ran it but they got the answer wrong. What do we do here? I was asking them and they were like oh, Brian, just be easy if we just did well, it. Well, well, I mean, what do you do? I mean, re- are you really going to tell someone who you know ran five K but didn't get a stupid question right? That they can't, you know, participate anymore. That is a bit of a fuck you, isn't it? Yeah. And they paid yeah. to be part of this, by the way. Yeah. And it's for charity. And then what? Somebody's going to go, no, you got the riddle wrong. So you basically beat those women yourself, you <laughs> monster. Go home. You're done. It's like, fucking relax, pal, will you? Yeah. So anyway, the final straw. Give, if I were you, I just would have given them the answers. I was like, yeah, here's the answer. I don't care. Yeah, I would have been the cool guy, like the good cop. Like, oh, they want, they don't want you to get the riddles. But hey, look, yeah. if you give me the answers, hey, I'll give look, you the riddles. I smoke grass. <laughs> sure, everybody does. Yeah. I listen to bad company on my free time, but you got to play it cool, Jack. Yeah, I'm like the cop yeah. who comes in like, hey, look, you know, that my daughter, her friends come around in their little dresses. I think about it sometimes. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't do it, but I think wouldn't about do it. it. I know but how you feel. I'm a man. I'm a man. All right. I see these girls. I mean, uh, they're getting ready for grade school. Uh, I'm a man, a red-blooded male. Who wouldn't think about it? But I don't do it because I'm a good fucking guy. So then the final, the final straw was... I was kind of joking around because we got a refund button on the GoFundMe page. Right. So you could just press that and then refund everyone's money so no one, none of the charities get any money. Wow. So it's, it's like a, you got the, the self-destruct know, button. The red button that could detonate <laughs> the nukes. Like, you know. Yeah. And I was yeah. just joking around with like, oh, I could press this and ruin everything. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, but you you posted it. Yeah, That's I posted it. wrong. Yeah. I kind of I went public with it. Yes, yeah. Well, like yeah. You did much it like Julian like Assange, funny... I went public with it, and 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 then yeah, yeah, yeah. They faked a really? rape case against me. You're Chelsea Manning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, then so they, they locked me out of the GoFundMe profile. Then so they booted you out. Then they were yeah, like, yeah, they changed the password. Gone. They were like, ah, it's best if Brian's not around. <laughs> Let his grubby little fingers near it. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. So. Uh, are you gonna like? You're not. What? What we're gonna do? Go like, to court you, over it? No. Uh, your grades. Will your grades be affected by? No, no. Because I've I've done my bit. Like it's a group project for the entire class, so most people aren't even doing anything. I just hope that like, because I remember in college when you did like the big group projects, and then don't you have to like write up about it afterwards, how it went and all that. There. No, I've got the evidence. I did the riddles. Okay. They can't fuck right. that over. They can't fuck me over there. You no got matter how receipts. much they try. You got receipts. 
Uh, I'll be glad to be done at this. D- doing the riddles doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like college, does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm in charge of the riddles. You know, I don't think James Baldwin ever said that. Uh, Do really I feel like, like I have to remind myself sometimes I'm paying for this. And yeah. This is somehow supposed to help me get a job as if like I apply for a job anywhere. And I'm like, uh, does anyone need riddles? Well, like, here's the thing about college, right? More and more, it's becoming like a fucking, it's a scam, really, because yeah. everybody goes to college. Everybody gets a level eight degree. If everybody has it, it reduces the value or validity of the qualification. Also, you know, all every single person from the age of 18 up is going to college. There aren't that many fucking jobs in this country. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a it's like a finite amount of resources, and we're all scraping for it. College is a fucking, it's like a fucking pyramid scheme, man. It's a con. You know, once upon a time it meant something to go to college, but now it really doesn't. Like you, people go to get shit faced for a few years and get the ride, and maybe get a job out of it. Probably not, though. A lot of people just drop out. Yeah, it's more a daycare just to like teach people basic social skills, which didn't like, work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I thought I'd be prom king after I made up the riddles. Yeah, yeah. It's just like being a football star, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've got a riddle for you, Susie. What's long and hard? It gets bigger when you touch it. That's right, Tokyo. Uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. The, the current system of college it, it won't it can't last. It's it's bullshit. It really is bullshit. And like you know, whatever about over here, it really doesn't matter that much because it's not all that expensive. You know, it's like what like a couple of grand a year or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, that varies. But like when you look at like the likes of America where it's a hundred grand a year, I mean that's fucking that's insanity. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't get Just, that at first. Cause you know the way on American TV shows you'd have jokes about like, oh, I'm still paying off my college loans. Yeah, yeah. And then you look into it, it's like, yeah, it's obviously you're still like everyone's paying off their college loans. Yeah, everybody is like in crippling financial debt for really no good reason. Like it doesn't it, it really doesn't, you know, it's not fiscally responsible to go to college, really, especially yeah, over there. It's, it's actually, you're be- literally better off taking opiates. Yes. Well, that's what most of them end up doing to cope with the stress of debt. It's like, uh, well, your debt got cancelled the minute you OD'd on fentanyl. Well done. Oh, wait, no, just joking. Your grieving parents, are, <laughs> we've given the debt to them now, so... Yeah, well done. Yeah, for well, actually, not a wise of, uh, investment. Speaking of fentanyl addiction, I watched that film Cherry. Oh yeah, the yeah, Rooster with, Brothers uh, film with Spider Man in it. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Terrible. Yeah, just embarrassing. I saw the tr- I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like dog shit. Like I could tell it was the kind of movie I would fucking hate, and just like kind of Gen Z shite, like you know, just like really marketed at like TikTok kids or whatever, you know? But the fact that it was the Russo brothers is depressing because I, re- I like the Russo brothers, you know? They've they've done good stuff. 
Well, the story's but, uh, interesting because it's based on a true story. This guy called Miso. Yeah, so, yeah, so what's the story? Lay it out for me there, B-Man. Lay it out for me, man. B-Dog. Okay, so like, there's this guy called Nico, all right? And he, yeah. he went to war. He got hit, addicted to the drugs afterwards. He had PTSD, if you believe in that thing. And then um, he started robbing oh, banks. What? Witch doctor shit, is it yeah. voodoo? Voodoo nonsense, all right? <laughs> okay, so... He PTSD got addicted is kind of like your life, James. It's like, just look at it differently, okay? <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, you're having horrific flashbacks of war, but what if you just had a flashback of a pretty rainbow or flowers <laughs> and puppies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change your outlook. So Nico, Nico Walker is his name, okay? And it was a big story because he went to jail and he wrote a book in prison. He wrote a book called Cherry about his life, yeah. Robin Banks, and then it became a big thing immediately because it's a good selling point to be like, this guy wrote the book in prison. Yeah, and he's an ex, you know, it's it's got a lot of hooks. It's got, you know, ex-military, PTSD, you know, opiate yeah. addiction, bank robbery. It's a lot of yeah. sensationalist stuff. It's, it's, you it's, know? Yeah, it's all relevant though. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think he exaggerated. Like it's, I think it's sem. The book is semi-fictional. I think he only robbed a few banks, but in the book, he he robs way more. So I walked into the bank holding <laughs> a gun and my nine-inch cock. Yeah, he exaggerated nine a little bit. It, well, funny, it he, was he, cold he like, that day. Funny if he was like, yeah, exaggerated a tiny bit, and he just like printed out the screenplay for Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Nico Pacino. <laughs> and, yeah. and and in the book, he's like, so then me and Val Kilmer were running around and Kilmer got shot. <laughs> but I wouldn't leave him behind. Okay, so... He published this book. It was like an overnight uh, big uh, publishing sensation. And then the Russo right. brothers bought the rights for a million dollars. Which is kind of fuck all, really. Yeah, I mean, but if you're in prison... Oh, wait, did he... What, the book got published while he was still in prison? Yeah. no, Or, like, he wrote it in prison, and he got out, and it got published. Okay. But I figure, like, if it got published, and it's a big success. Well, I don't know. I, I really don't know how these things work. million dollars seems low, but whatever. I think it was, like, a million dollars, but also you get, like, points. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think he got scammed. I don't think the Rooster Brothers wrote him a check on, like, uh, a napkin. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's, that's legal, that is. <laughs> You oh, big PTSD boy. freak. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Dad's army on your bike. <laughs> so they they made this film and there was real Oscar buzz at the when they were making it. Ugh, because I saw the trailer and I know you can't really tell a lot from the trailer, but no, it just looked like pop rocks and candy type movie making, you know? Yeah, like they're trying to be cool. Feature length music video. Yeah, we'll get but into anyway. that, but there's a lot of stuff in the filmmaking where it's like, oh, you're really trying here. That's embarrassing. But um, <laughs> okay. they, there was like a lot of Oscar buzz and like the Russo brothers like, yeah, this is a very serious film for us because we come from a town that was ravaged by fentanyl. So this is like, this is us. This is a message. We're hoping this can raise awareness for the issue. And we think this is, um, is going to be a very powerful film. And then it came out and it was shite. Okay. And weirdly enough, no one, no one liked it. Okay, good. Because you'd think that there'd be a few people who'd be like, well, you know, it's an important message. So we, you know, it's not great, but I like Spider-Man. No, everyone just agreed it was kind of shite. 
Very boring. Okay, yeah. So get get into what what was so shite about it. So it's kind of just boring, was it? The story it, very repetitive. So what happens is it starts off with this guy, Tom. Uh, let's call him Spider Man. Okay, uh, Spider Bitch, <laughs> Sergeant Spider Man. So um, uh, in the film, he's called Cherry. Why? Because the book's called Cherry James. Why? Uh, I don't know. Pro- probably he wrote with like oh. That's an interesting name, isn't it? No, it's not. Is there no reason why he's called Cherry? No, I don't think so. If there was, I missed it because I was bored. Right, okay. That was probably something like he liked cherries as a kid and cherries represent innocence. Or they popped his cherry. Apparently there's <laughs> a lot of rape in the military. Yeah, there is. Like um... like male and female rape. Like oh. dudes get raped in there too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I hear. Well, that's Abbott, my sources <laughs> That's indicate... what I fantasize about. <laughs> The Reddit, the subreddits I subscribe to, they've never <laughs> steered me wrong before. So anyway, uh, let's, let's just, so Tom Holland, I'm not going to call him Cherry because that's too dumb. Tom Holland, okay, he, um, yeah. he's just a regular kid. He likes a bit of drugs sometimes. He's in college. He's not doing well. He falls in love with a beautiful girl on site called Emily. Yeah, and They're all it's called like... Emily, aren't they? <laughs> And uh, like he's he's a bit of a fuck up when he decides to go to war. Yeah, that'll sort you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Iraq Gee, war. I, you know, I really struggle with the academic thing. What should I? Do? I'll go to war. That'll sort me out. Help me concentrate. Yeah. Hearing loads of explosions yeah. and my friend get blown up. That'll help me. <laughs> it's time I I buckle down and you know fly right. Yeah. That'll help me with my essays. <laughs> So yeah, it's um, it's a pretty basic story. I'll run. I'm not going to go through the whole plot. I'll just run through it. So he goes to the army. He sees people getting blown up. And he's like, oh, now I feel bad. Surprise, surprise. He goes mm. home. He gets addicted to drugs. Uh, Michael Gandolfini is one of his friends. Oh, is he in it much? Not much. Yes, I'm very interested. To just I have not. I haven't seen him act yet because I haven't watched it. And he's in, but don't watch. How this. is he he's, as an he, actor? In, in some things he's good He's good in the deuce Because he plays a bit of a loser Right Yeah I get you So like He he, he gets addicted to drugs And his girlfriend's like Oh stop that But then she gets addicted to the drugs as well That'll shut her up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Problem solved <laughs> That's then, great now this, they, And is it Is it just like Kind of uh, What do you call it Percocet and Oxycontin Or do they do like Straight heroin there's a bit of heroin in it. There's like uh, coke and stuff. The their main okay. this is there's a really weird scene in it where their drug dealer in it is called he's called Coke and Pills. That's his name. Coke and Pills. Yeah, that's his name. Bit on the nose. Yeah, and he he's played by uh, Jack Rayner, the Irish guy. Yeah, yeah. You like him, don't you? I like him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was good in what Richard did and. I liked him in uh, Free Fire as well, that Ben Wheatley film. He was good in that. Yeah. Uh, I hated him in Sing Street, but I hated everything he, about Sing Street. He played, so. the cool, he played the cool brother. No, I, I fucking hated that film. I was shy. Sing Street is the one guy, isn't it? I don't even care. <laughs> that, that's right, Brian. I'm saying it. <gasps> what? Yeah. But Glenn Hansard. <laughs> no sacred. No sacred. Wait, Glenn Hansard. Yeah. He groomed that bitch. He uh, like met her when yeah. she was 14. Nah, nah, nah. 13, See, James. You don't yeah, like right. me bringing it up, but that's the truth. My mate. He, he met the. 
what happened was he was walking through the park one day, he saw a pregnant woman and he was like, I'm going to be friends with your baby. And he started serenading her in the, like the fetus through the uteral wall. Take this shrinking <laughs> cock and stuff it all. We still got time. Anyway, sorry, go on. So anyway, don't, don't, this is a weird scene. So he goes to the house, the drug dealer played by uh, Jack, Jack Renner. Yeah, yeah. And there's drugs. Coke up, and pills. Coke and pills. There's drugs all over the kitchen, all right? Like it's a proper okay. drugs lab everywhere. He's not even trying to hide right. it, okay? And then his sister who lives with him comes down. She's like, oh, what's that? Is that candy? And his sister has Down syndrome. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it's like, surely she's seen these drugs before. Yes, she's she's like coming down. Like he's got a fully functional meth lab in his kitchen. And just powder everywhere. And she comes down. Hey, you sweeties. It's like, yeah, yeah. She does this act every day. She's like, oh, what's this? You know well, you know what it is. You're getting free shit. It's like 51st dates. (laughs) 51st date rapists. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, so then she's like, oh, are those sweets? And Jack Rayner's like, yeah, they're sweets, yeah. And he goes to Tom Holland, like, should I give her the sweets? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go on, Jack. Yeah, he has a needle, a syringe, okay? And he goes, here comes the airplane. And he puts it in her mouth. But it's not like, an, he doesn't like inject her. It's not like a needle, is it? You can squirt a bit into her mouth. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Syringe full it's, of liquid. It's, it's, he's yeah, just okay. messing about, you know? I was going to say that's the only good scene. It's not exactly good, but it's only like, well, that's somewhat interesting. In, it's interesting. It peaks, yeah, it peaks your, it gets your attention. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest right, of it, he okay. just robs banks for a while and then the, Bank robberies go wrong and he goes to jail. Right. Okay. It's, it's not, get, it's literally not, there's nothing happens in it. Does he get turned out? Like a no, little bitch? No, we missed that. Maybe he does because he goes to jail and he comes out with a mustache. So what does that imply? <laughs> uh, I think we can all read between the lines there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff in the film where it feels like even the directors got bored. So just start adding stuff to it. Like they change the aspect ratio when he goes to war. Ugh. Yeah, isn't yeah. that isn't that crazy? It's so fucking. That's like so hacky and dumb, and it's just like they literally couldn't think of anything else. Like, oh, we'll change the aspect ratio to convey his uh, claustrophobia and suffocation of his situation. Beep, 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 beep. Well done, dickhead, <laughs> fucking retard. Sorry, that always annoys me when I see it in films. Also, his girlfriend in it looks about twelve. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> just when I thought I was out, you'll pull me back in. Hello. Like, Tom Holland looks fairly young, but like he just about pulls it off. Even though it's a lot of times yeah. he's talking about war. You're like, you didn't go to war. You're fucking Spider-Man. But like she looks really young. And there's a one, and there's lots of like scenes where they sexualize her. But it feels like it's like uh, like a gay guy thinking what hetero people think is sexy. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's a bit where he's in the army and he's 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 jacking off. And he says he he when he was in the army jacking off, he never talked about anyone else, only beautiful Emily. That is gay. Yeah. I'm but sorry, when he when he fantasizes dumb. about her, it's her on a swing with a bra. Oh, what the fuck? Wearing a bra. That's what guys are thinking about. Oh, she's on a swing. <laughs> she's a swing. He's like, yeah, that's like a, that's a fantasy Vladimir Nobakov would come up with. <laughs> Like that highbrow reference? 
Yeah, high brow yeah. pedo jokes, people. That's what you get. You try uh, your best. <laughs> I had it written on my hand. Vladimir Naba bitch Nabokov. <laughs> so and it was very boring. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. I watched loads of films this week, James. Oh yeah. Yeah. What I watched else? Coming to America. Coming to, to America. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the second one. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a clever title. That's all. That's all I need. I see that title. Yeah. I'm already laughing. <laughs> it's the number two, and it's the bloody second one. But you'd use the word in coming to. Oh, that's genius! Is that? It's very multi-layered, isn't it? Very cerebral. Oh, yeah. I don't even t- have time to watch the film. I'm just too busy laughing to myself, <laughs> and that slowly turns into tears. <laughs> uh. So how how was coming to America? Uh, pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like yeah, I kind of heard pilot. it was a bit of a misfire. Huh? No, it's not. It's not like bad about it per se. Like it's not even something you can hate on. It just feels like oh yeah, it's a bit of no tits in it. Oh, wow. But Leslie Jones does get eaten out at one stage. It's well, she's implied she's eaten out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Who are you gonna call? <laughs> Uh, I actually like Leslie Jones. She gets yeah. a lot of shit, and it's yeah, really she's all, she's all right in this film. She's funny, like she's she's genuinely funny. I think, mm. but she just gets hated on so much. It's it's wild. I wa- I rewatched uh, Rage and Bull there a couple of days ago. Fucking incredible, man! It actually is so fucking good. I think it might be his best film. I watched Rocky Five, and I fucking we're both watching boxing films. You watched Rocky Five? Yeah, I watched Rocky Five and Balboa. That's so funny because, like, uh, my roommates, well, like, it's Leanne and Evan, they're watching all the Rockies. Really? They watch Rocky Five. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I I seen all the Rockies when I was a kid, right? The first one is, like, a, you know, legitimately decent film. It's not incredible, but it's solid. You know, it works. Underdog story, the whole thing. But it, I just forgot just how farcical it gets. Almost immediately from the second movie onwards, it just is absurd. And that fifth movie is legitimately one of the biggest piles of dog shit that has ever been committed to celluloid. Oh, really? And I only kind of walked in and out of the kitchen a couple of times. Oh, I swear. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I got that. Okay. I got that. You got to win, Rocky. You got to win. You got no heart. Like, it's just like the most fucking expositional bullshit is like, I got these feelings in my brain and my heart. <laughs> and his little fucking annoying dweeby son is like, Dad, the kids are bullying me, but I've got to learn to be tough and stick up for myself. Hey, you're smoking cigarettes now. What are you sucking cock? Oh, huh? you on that crack rock, you little fuck. But uh, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. terrible that kid film. died. Whatever. Yeah, he did. Well, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> and the, yes. the fighter he trained that died of AIDS, the machine he died gun of Tommy. AIDS. Yeah, yeah. What's his name yeah. again? Machine gun Tommy or something? Tommy Gun. Yeah, Tommy Gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got AIDS. Well, the scythe is swift and merciless. There's some good stuff in it, though. What about the bit, the bit oh. in the car park where he hits uh, Don King? I didn't. I didn't see that bit. Oh, well, then I, I haven't. Se- I haven't seen out. it since I was a kid. I was just kind of in the. I was like in the kitchen, like kind of making some dinner, 
I could just hear it in the background. So yeah, fair enough. I wasn't watching it properly, but just the bits I was present for just were horrific, like yeah. really bad. But well, anyway. e- even Stallone kind of says, yeah, the fifth one was kind of shit. Well, uh, whereas like two, three, and four cinematic masterpieces. Mass, yeah, yeah, just fucking yeah. perfect. Dog shit. The whole fucking franchise is dog shit. What have you watched Creed? No, Creed's good. Yeah, I heard Creed is good, so I'll you know. Rocky, I'm not gonna. Rocky gets Hobson, Hopkins lymphoma. Lymphoma. He <laughs> he gets sick. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets sick and he's like, "I'm not gonna fight you." He's gonna let. He's not gonna do the chemo. But then Creed convinces him to do chemo. He's like, "You fight in the ring. Now you got this is your biggest fight." The hospital. Yeah, told you, don't have my wallet on me, kid. Leave me alone, please. Oh, actually, Creed isn't that good. Whoever told you it is is lying. Yeah, I kind of heard. Like I heard, anytime somebody mentions Creed, it's always like, you know, it's actually quite good. You know that, but it's with that inflection. It's like, you know, it's not bad. It's actually okay. It's actually not horrific. It's actually not as terrible as I thought it would be. It was serverless, serviceable. That's what people mean when they say that. The Rocky stuff is good because Stallone wrote the dialogue in that. But I think like Michael B. Jordan's a good actor, but the character in it is a little bit too perfect, I think. Okay, yeah. Because Rocky works because he's a big dummy and Whereas, he couldn't work anywhere it, else, you know? He couldn't get an office job. No. Where uh, Michael B. Jordan, no. like at start, he works in like a company, a regular company, and he just like fights on the weekends down in Mexico for oh. fun, like... Okay, like Fight Club. Yeah, like that. Well, they're not. It's not like illegal fights. Just down in Mexico, where law is a little bit more lax. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then he's like, "I want Michael fight. B. Jordan versus a chicken." <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I got to fight to impress my dad, even though like he's he's an affair baby. His dad didn't look after him at all." Oh, and his dad's Apollo Creed. Yeah, his dad's yeah, dead. yeah. So his dad didn't raise him at all. His dad like just he fucked some fuck random girl. Like- and then, like, got killed by a Russian. And then, you know, Michael B. Jordan's like, I got to do it for my dad's legacy, even though I've never really met him. He disowned me. He's basically like Eddie Murphy and Scary Spice's baby. And I was like, <laughs> Eddie was like, after about 12 years, Eddie was like, all right, fine. You can live in the pool house, but keep it down. You know? <laughs> and um, in, the fir- in the first Creed movie, he has to fight. It's a, he has to fight um, a scouser, a Liverpool guy, and they fight in uh, Goodison Park in Everton's uh, stadium. Mm, okay. And I was actually more rooting for the scouser, to be honest. I'm gonna fucking knock your block off, you fucking dirty bastard. Yeah, and the rush, the the scouser's making good points. He's like, "You're you're fake Creed. You're a phony Creed. There's the fucking line, boys. You're a phony Creed." <laughs> yeah. And then the second Creed, he fights uh, Drago's son. Oh, right. But you're actually kind of rooting for Drago's son because Drago's son is almost like his dad's making a fight to prove a point. Is it, what's his name in it? Is he back in it? Yeah, the Lundgren. Original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and his wife's in back there, you know, Bridget Nielsen. Oh, yeah. Is she yeah. back in it? She's the main villain in it. How's she looking? Great. Because she's big in the yeah. plastic surgery. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always had a weird thing for Bridget uh, Nielsen. 
ever since I saw Beverly Hills Cop 2 as a kid, and then I saw her titties in Celebrity Big Brother, I was always like, yes, please. <laughs> you saw that like someday. You know, could be something to read into there. There could be the slight androgyny thing. She's tall, broad shoulders, big titties, short hair. I just want it all, Brian. That's what I want. I want Dolph Lundgren and Pamela Anderson to fuck me at the same time. So who better than Bridget Nielsen? She perfectly embodies both those two people at once. Oh, man. You know, she she slept with Stallone and Arnold. Oh, yeah. She was married to Stallone. Wow. That's, uh, that's what I call a hero sandwich. Eh? Whoa. And she was an alcoholic. Heroes? Sex. Yeah, she was in Dr. Drew's celebrity rehab thing. That's such a cool life. You know who else had a really cool life? You know, in the first Rocky, he talks to that random girl and he's like, you're a fucking whore. You should be off the streets. Uh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, remember that, that, that little girl? She's not little. Like, she's like a teenager. And he's like walking with her going like, oh, you know, you walk around with these little dresses. What do you expect? You got to respect yourself. You got to stop dressing like that. Slut shaming. Yeah. She's from Belfast. Get the fuck away from me, you droopy-eyed looking cunt. No, I, I looked her up out of interest. She's from Belfast and she moved. Basically, these Hollywood producers came over to Ireland and they were like, we're going to pick three children to bring back with us. <laughs> nice. It's like, so they had to outbid the Catholic Church. <laughs> hey, dollar two, dollar two, dollar three, number three, number four. Yeah, okay. So they brought, they picked like the three best children they could find and brought them over. And then they nice. were like, yeah, you can, you can. You can be actors now and we'll be your agents. And then she ends up being Danny DeVito's uh, babysitter. Interesting. She was the babe for uh, Danny DeVito and the woman from Cheers. She looked after the kids. Oh, okay. So that's, that's acting, a pretty cool didn't, life. acting didn't really work out for her then. No, this is like part time. What else was she ever in? Uh, Rocky Balboa. She came back in that. Oh, God. How's she looking? Uh, grand. What's her name? Not a mess. She didn't look like a mess. I'll look her. I'll look her up now, James. We can gawk at her. Yeah, do it. Well, yes. you'll gawk, and I'll I'll just have you describe her to me. Yeah, that's yeah. how I like to get off. Geraldine like Hughes. The... Geraldine Hughes. Yeah, yeah. She is from Belfast, isn't she? Oh, and she's in Gran Torino. <laughs> she, she had a lot of makeup Asian, on. <laughs> one of the Asian gang members. Let me tell you something about you, Belfast. Bitches. Yeah, I used to kill Belfast who was like you in North Korea. <laughs> I don't think any of that's right, Mr. Eastwood. Keep rolling. This is gold. She's had the career I wouldn't mind, where she's just been a working actress since the 80s. And she's never been yeah. that big, but she's like she's done like Law and Order, SVU, and regular Law and Order. All she had to do is just wank off Danny DeVito once a month. You know, that's a good deal. That's you do that for free, like. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Creed, Creed Two. Uh, so, I like all the Rocky films. Yeah, I mean, you like them, but you realize they're not actually good, though. You know, he's got plans for more Rockies. It's actually impressive that he has just been like the start of his career and the end of his career, and it's mm-hmm. all Rocky. Obviously, there's other stuff peppered in there. But I mean, it's it, it is Rocky that puts the food on his table, you know. Yeah. So there's a whole cinematic universe now. So the plan is there's going to be Creed three, 
Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a separate film starring Rocky, where Rocky finds an immigrant and then teaches the immigrant how to fight. Is that like reverse Karate Kid? Uh, basically, no, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, well, it's going to be about the border. It's going to be Mexican. It's going to be the border crisis. It's going to be very topical. Oh, okay. And then he's going to do a Rocky TV life, series. Life is like a taco, right? <laughs> you try to fit all the stuff in it in a taco, but it don't all fit. Well, you got to make it fit because this life is going to push you down and give you the shits like bad taco meat. So you got to fight back. What are you talking about, Mr. Stallone? <laughs> Do I continue to cut the hedges? You don't cut hedges, man. And uh, then he's going to do a Rocky TV show, a prequel about Rocky as a kid. Pebble. They'll call it Pebble. <laughs> Pebbly. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Come so on, keep up. <laughs> so he's got big plans for Rocky. Okay. That's good. I'm glad. It's good. It's good that he's working. You know, his mother only died like a year ago. Yeah, she was still active. Man. She looked like patient zero for plastic surgery. Like she looks like she just went into a lab is like, you know, we're just going to try some stuff out. We're just going to fling shit at the wall and see what sticks. Her face by the end of it was a fucking disaster, man. Like a Chernobyl abortion. It was horrific. It was awful. Oh, no. Take a look at it. If you get I'm looking up now, James, I can't disagree. Jackie Stallone. No, nobody could disagree. I mean, that was an absolute fucking train wreck. Like plastic Believe all women. You're right. Asterix, back- but not Jackie Stallone. Yeah, you're you're right. Back oh. then, it was kind of freestyle. It's like we'll try this. Like contemporary jazz. Yeah, on the John Coltrane of plastic surgeons. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. It's kind of hard to tell what age she is because. Yes, that's the thing. And you know what? Stallone is the same. Like, Stallone is in his 70s. He doesn't look in, like he's in his 70s, but he also doesn't look human. So I guess that's good, you know? Oh, no. I didn't know this. She was in Celebrity Big Brother with Bridget Nielsen. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that was the whole big thing. It's like, oh, I'm here with my ex-mother-in-law. But, uh. Bridget oh, Nielsen got all boozed up and showed her titties in the hot tub. Did Pretty she? awesome. Did you see it? Yeah, she did, yeah. I did. I saw them. Both just, of them. Uh... All present and accounted for. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. pretty sure I saw her titties. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I hope so. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm, dream. Up I'm seeing them, but not on Big Brother. Oh, I am. I'm seeing them. Yes. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we got this on tape. We got my live reaction to seeing them. And you know what? Your reaction was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. That's exactly how someone should react to Bridget Nielsen's titties. Just like, oh, yeah, there they are. Yeah. Yep. I should have done a real, like, like, oh, wowzers. Like, read over the top. Ah! You just like, <laughs> get up and walk around the room. Yeah. Yeah, I throw the, I throw the mic down. <laughs> You just like slap your knee with the mic like Chappelle. Uh, uh-huh. What else? What? I've been watching the Tommy Tiernan show. Oh, good. You know, I've never actually watched that. And I realize it's definitely, I mean, it's good. And it's definitely the best thing that RTE are doing currently. 
but I haven't sat down and give it a proper go. It's it's kind of a sh- it's gone weird because I feel like at the start Tommy would have a few like interesting interviews where people would open up and get a little sad. And I feel like yeah. now guests go on expecting that to happen. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I do kind of see everyone's like so brave, such and such on Tommy Tiernan talking about mental health or sexual abuse survivors or blah, blah, blah. Whereas like the original gimmick of the show was like, it could be funny. It could be serious. We don't know until the interview starts. We don't know who it is. You know, that was the whole gimmick of it. Whereas now people just kind of come up, come in with their sob story written on a napkin, ready to go. Yeah. Tommy's just like, Jesus, that's Tara. I feel like, you know, the way with Howard Stern, Everyone was like, oh, he's going to ask me lots of juicy questions. So I better have some like some stuff ready. You know, he's going to ask me about sex and money and drugs. Yeah. So I better get those stories ready because that's what Howard wants to hear. I feel like a lot of these actors in Tommy Tiernan's show, they're like, he's probably going to want to hear about the abuse. So I, I better start off with that straight away before he even says hello. Like, Brenda so what Flicker was, was Rod Hall like in real life? Yeah, he raped me. Oh, OK. I like, wasn't... Uh... So All many right. of the guests on there are just sad before it even starts. Like Brenda Flicker came on, you know her? Yeah, the pigeon lady from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. She got on the show and you swear to God, you would take her shoelaces away. Like she came on and it looked like she was going to kill herself any second. Really? Yeah, she was so depressed on it. And she immediately was like, yeah, it's doing well. I got I got the new antidepressants and I like to stare at the wall. Oh, God. Yeah. What? Uh... I mean, she must be a right old age now. She yeah. looks, she looks old and sad. Uh, she, she still got a career though, isn't she? She's no, she says she doesn't want to act anymore. She just wants to stay in her house and she doesn't like going outside. And um, oh god, she just okay. feels very depressed all the time. Really? Yeah. Wow, that she would be a good guest on Fallon. <laughs> Do your wheel of impressions. <laughs> uh, here's my impression of Robin Williams. Oh, I can actually do this one. Hand me a belt, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird. And they got like, they keep getting guests on and they'd be like, yeah, I, I work in the zoo and I teach penguins how to play the piano. And Tommy would be like, that's great. He's like, yeah. Um, well, you know, after my father died and it's like, oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, yeah they had that fucking prick or maybe this was the late, late show. See, that's the thing. That's what I don't like now. It's becoming pretty hard to discern from the Tommy Tiernan show or the Late Late show. It's kind of, they're both going very samey, you know, obsess over morose, tragic bullshit. It's like, yeah, we're all fucking depressed and miserable and all of our loved ones are dead. I'm watching the fucking telly to forget all that shit. You, Tuberty, you're never going to say anything poignant enough to warrant me listening to you talk to some fucking sad sack cunt. So why? Just entertain me, you worthless, coked-up piece of shit. I forgot this isn't Patreon. <laughs> but anyway, I'll stand by it. I don't care. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame because Tommy's a very good interviewer. And what I like about Tommy, yeah, he, is. he doesn't go for the, the joke straight away. Yeah. No, he's legitimately good. And like the, the way that he could at the start, when it was more unpredictable, that's when he was at his best because you, it showcased his ability. He could go funny or he could go serious and he could do both with, you know, relative ease. 
Whereas like now it seems like he's just coming out. He's probably getting more depressed doing the show. It's like, oh, definitely. Yeah. There's, no, there's no energy to it now, especially because there's no audience now to record about an audience. They basically oh get a celebrity God, come yeah. out and just the celebrity just basically performs a one act play about like, uh, yeah. you know, like uh, a friend of mine killed himself and I thought things would be bad. But then I learned things weren't bad. And yeah, Tommy, you, you know, get... there's not much to play around with. That's Tommy has to be like, yeah, jeez, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were a popular member of the Tri Channel and uh, had big Edinburgh shows, but then it all went wrong. Yes, it did, Tommy. Yes. And some gay shoes you're wearing, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, he's had, he has like some, I feel like he gets better guests than Late Late Show. I feel like RT give him the good guests well the ratings probably i mean it's still miles better than the late late show uh but that's why the ratings are so big because it was a welcome break from the late late show and the Mm -hmm. fucking just repetitive depressing shit but now it's slowly morphing into the same now don't get me wrong it's still better because it's tommy tiernan and not fucking Ryan Poverty. But that's the producer's but, fault. It's producer's fault they're letting these sad people in the show. Sad people shouldn't yeah. be having television. No, you're right. Yeah, unless they're very good at masking it, and then they go off into the woods and we never see them again. <laughs> that's fine. I can live with that. But, you know, we don't want any fucking boo-hoo sad cons on the fucking telly crying about their problems. I don't give a fuck if Shane Dickhead Westlife fucking what's-his-name you see the lad from Westlife's like, my parents had cancer. It's like, I don't give a fuck. You're a multimillionaire and everyone's parents have cancer. I don't give a fuck about you or your shitty parents. I'm just yeah. looking up the guests here of who he's had. Still not Patreon, but Remember whatever. Remember he yeah. had Vogue Williams on? He didn't know who um, he didn't know who she was and she, you could tell she was like raging. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of, everyone seems to have forgotten her now, which is good. Um. She had a like, deaf person on the latest episode Tommy did. Oh, really? Yeah, and she was giving him shit. Really? Why? Yeah, she was like, at first I thought you were hateful because I saw your comedy, but then I saw your, your, your show and I saw there's actually empathy in there. At first I saw your comedy show and I thought you were hateful. Yeah. But then somebody put on the subtitles and I realized, <laughs> ah, he's not that bad. Yeah, okay, I'll give him a go. That's what he should have said. Say, put me in, put me in, coach. Tommy's I'm hype man. You need yeah, to call me yeah, type. Yeah. Anyone Get gives him shit. You're like, you're deaf. <laughs> you're deaf, God. Yeah, yeah. Boo, boo, boo. That's you, that is. I'm actually. You look, you, you look at Tommy and be like, am I right, Tommy? Did I do good? And he's like, please stop. <laughs> Who let you in here? Where's Fred Cook? I just have Fred tied up in his dressing room. <laughs> like, I'm holding Julie J hostage with a knife. No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Yeah. I actually, I've met both of them, and uh, they're. I, you know, I know Julie a bit better. I only met Fred once, but they're both lovely, very nice people. Yeah, and very funny. And I won't threaten them with a knife. So there, haha, saved myself. It's sorted now. Back to normal. We're back to normal. It was a silly joke that went a bit wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> I've made it work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. I'm getting the knife. This time, no jokes. You pushed me to this. (laughs) Oh, God.
<laughs> we can laugh over this years from now while I'm wearing yeah. Fred's face. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when you said we should we probably should have wrapped up a, a while ago, but oh well, cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. Ah, it's fun. We make it silly. Yeah. Julie was actually very nice to me. Like we did a couple of gigs together nah, and she was, she was very, mocking like, you, James. Pop. She was mocking yeah, you. She was, wasn't she? I knew it. That was a dog whistle. I can tell. She and was fucking Fred was really nice to me as well. Like I was in a green room with him and he's like, whereabouts in Monaghan are you from? I said, Scottstown. He's like, well, Scottstown, do you know such and such? And apparently he was related to this woman who used to run the post office in my village, Scottstown. So yeah, it was, it was nice. You know, Fred, he never forgets the little people. So that was nice. You know, I bet so would I happen. Don't okay. murder his family. You, you know what? I that's bet would happen. The, <laughs> that's the takeaway from all of this. No, I bet. His okay. family are completely safe. <laughs> Wait, what did what you say? I bet what happened is Fred and Julie are beyond nice to you. And he'd be like, oh, you should come over to the house, James. Okay. And you'd be like, oh, really? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah. In fact, we got some very interesting projects we'd like to be part of. And you're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and then yeah. you, you come over and you open the door big bucket of blood falls on your head and they all laugh at you <laughs> and they all rip your dress you're wearing a dress by the way they rip your dress off <laughs> I'm glitter piggy why why are you doing this yeah they throw tampons uh, at you as well <laughs> yeah my mother's there drinking chardonnay laugh and it's like they gave me free tickets to the show so ha 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 that's how small his dick was when he was coming out of me, the little queer. Ah, mother, please, no. Yes. The ultimate betrayal. Yes, that's why you don't talk to other comedians, James. Just talk to me. They'll all make fun of you. You're right. I keep forgetting. But I'm so glad I have you looking out for me, Brian. Looking if, out for my best interest. If, if Fred Cook ever approaches you, just say stranger danger and walk away. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, I think uh, that's a good way to end it. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> yeah, I think we should wrap up yep. there. We got a little silly and goofy on the comedy podcast where we say silly things that don't come true. And if it should happen that something happens to them, I was nowhere near it. So, there, let's make that a matter of record, public record. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I'm innocent. <laughs> yes. I'm going to, I'm just going to make sure that from now on, every time I go into shop, I'm going to like keep my receipt time stamped and dated. It's like, uh, your honor, if you'll allow me, I have uh, the following. All right, guys, we're going to end it there. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Good Thank luck, you. guys. Goodbye. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. Bye.